Uh, welcome to the Points Performance Podcast with me, Tom Blake. Uh, this week, I'm joined by my old school friend, Chris Hilton. Introduce yourself, pal. Hi, mate. And, uh, thank you very much for having me on. So just a little bit about my coaching career. I've been a coach now for around six years, uh, full-time for around four years. Uh, we kind of broke away at the same time from our nine-to-fives, didn't we? Um, I've been a gym owner now for just over two years, but obviously we've lost a year of that due to the uh, pandemic. Um, and from a coach's perspective, I guess uh, from the start, you kind of start off more of like what I would say is regular PT-based stuff. So it's more about how people look all the time. And, you know, as you grow as a coach, uh, I've kind of moved towards how people feel on a day-to-day basis and the look kind of comes along with that. So my biggest thing at the minute on my ethos with my coaching is kind of the impact I can have on people's everyday life uh, and looking at uh, health as a functional functional thing for everyday life rather than just being about an attain look after a certain amount of weeks and that way you kind of have bigger impact on more people so I get a lot of parents families and stuff like that so you're having a bigger impact on those uh, which for me is what coaching is all about giving them the education to live a healthier life forever rather than it just being again to attain a look for a certain amount of weeks so yeah that's pretty much my ethos around coaching uh, and I know you're uh, very similar Tom so brilliant mate I mean I think I think that's like a it's a maturity thing isn't it because initially yeah. you're like I'm going to get this person strong shredded whatever it is yeah yeah and then you realize that it's not about the result yeah it's about the process exactly mate. and if you can follow the process because you can never guarantee results no you know, you know, matter, no matter what you do, you never, you may never back squat two hundred kilograms. You may never do X. Yeah. But if you can live like someone who's going to get there, or you know, follow a process, then yeah, and that's really interesting about um, training families. Yeah. Training training members of a family. Yeah. Um, because one of the things I look at with with my clients is their relationships and their emotional health, because you can do everything right in yeah. the gym and even with your diet and your sleep. But if you don't have the relationship support from yeah. like your partner, who's just constantly sabotaging you with like pizza and shit twice a week, yeah. Yeah. they can really like make a big impact on your, your yeah. processes. I think as well, it's nice to see obviously with the kids and stuff like that as well. Um, so I get a real buzz out of seeing like clients with now like teenage kids and they're, you know, the, the cooking together and things like that. And, the, you know, just getting out walking, being active together and doing stuff as a family. I think that's like really important as well. Yeah. I, th- I think one thing that we've been missing is the, the education, like with, with people's health and responsibility for their own health, which we mentioned before we started, yeah. like people taking their own personal responsibility. And, you know, you need to teach your children that yeah. it's important to be active and healthy. Sorry, mate. Monkey see, monkey do. Exactly. And if they see you just scranning yeah. every night, sat on the couch, then that's what that's all they're going to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we've known each other um, since we were babies, haven't we? Really, mate. Yeah. Since yeah. We were both very, very small, and yeah. you know, I've I've seen you get your head stuck in railings and <laughs> all sorts. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been it was quite nice. So Chris mentioned earlier that we sort of broke away from our nine to five stuff, and we we used to talk about it a lot at the time when we were literally just going through it, and probably like egged each other on in a positive way to 
to make those changes, didn't we? 100%, yeah. Like you said, it's that support system at the time of the, the kind of the environment you place yourself in. So we were both talking about like the nine to five environment. And I always remember a funny story you told me was your last day in work and everyone expected you to bring cakes and shit. And then you just like sent an email around the office saying, if anyone wants some uh, <laughs> long lasting help uh, towards a healthier like environment, like you got zero replies from it. It's kind of like. I mean, that was the push, mate. That was like what that was one of the things that did it where I was like, I'm not staying here for one more second because I think it was a, I chinned it off like a few days after my birthday. And that's what you do on your birthday. You bring loads of crap in. And I was like, I ain't doing that. One, I'm skinned. Two, they're all fat as fuck and they need some real health and like help. And I was literally willing to give all my time away, like however long it was. Because yeah. I knew that some people had already asked me about it. Like some people said, like, I'd asked for help. So I put it out there, no replies. And I was like, right, I do not need to be in this environment any longer. Yeah, of course, mate. Of course. Especially when you're texting people like you and I'm seeing guys at the gym who are living my lifestyle and the way I want to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, that like uh, they build me up, they make me a better person. And I've got like 200 people in the office who are just like dragging you down. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, brilliant. So you've been enjoying your career, but obviously we've had a year off, a year, a bit of a weird year. How have you, how have you found, found that with your clients who you've got, like who you've have you retained throughout lockdown? Have you been working with them? Yeah, so at first kind of my head cap, kind of so to speak went straight up my ass and I was like you know like I was just thinking like well the government have promised this money uh, blah 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 so I kind of for a couple of weeks kind of fell away I kept in contact with clients and stuff like that and you know I offered uh, any advice all the advice and stuff was for free um but yeah, the first couple of weeks was really strange. Um, I didn't feel like at the time it was going to be this permanent thing. Three weeks to flatten the curve, mate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then kind of three, five, six, eight weeks went by and I was kind of like, shit, I need to get my head together because uh, I was kind of tunneling into wasting my energy on reading shit on Facebook, uh, Instagram and things like that. So You got banned off Instagram at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not sure what happened, but my fault. <laughs> lost, lost my pace, so I've had to build that back up. Uh, but yeah, I kind of took away from it that I needed to invest in myself first. So uh, I got in contact with a couple of people that were offering. So I did, uh, from a health perspective, I learned how to read blood from a functional uh, medicine uh, kind of way. Uh, I went back to my old mentor and did a couple of mentoring sessions with him around um, basically gut health, uh, digestion, things like that, stress. Who's that, mate? Uh, that was coach Jake Carter, he's called. Um, and then towards the end of the lockdown, I've, and I'm still with him now, I've got a couple of sessions left. I kind of wanted to work more on my business than in it, so I got a business mentor and I've had him for the last, I think it's around 20 25 weeks now so uh, yeah. that, was, that was kind of the conversion that I needed so I moved a lot of stuff online so now I have an online platform where it's dead easy just to upload a new client or existing clients and then everything's in that one space then and it's just easy to upload different things each week uh, so that's kind of been what I've been working on at first and then obviously the clients came into it as they came into that kind of system and structure uh, uh, and yeah, they've been really happy with like what I've provided and stuff. So uh, it's been a win-win uh, overall. 
good stuff. It sounds like you've streamlined things there and just made it all easier to, to do yeah. information about all your clients scattered around. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I, I use a similar system with mine called a, a True Coach, and it's just that all their programs go on there, feedback goes on there. It's, yeah. it's good to get that a system sort of like that in place because Excel spreadsheets and you know yeah. Word documents can get a bit messy, can't they? And then you've got like hundreds of questionnaires you've got to file and look through and things like that. So yeah, it's all in one place now. It's a lot, a lot easier to manage. Good stuff, mate. So um, you are up to, you've taken a, a really big challenge with some of the guys, haven't you? Some of your mates, some of our old school mates. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Uh, the JHT endurance challenge. So can you yeah. tell us a bit about that, mate? Yeah, so uh, it's a week on Saturday, so Saturday the 1st of May, uh, I'll be flipping a 110 kilo tractor tyre for 24 hours. Uh, there's nine lads doing a 31 mile um, ultra marathon, and then there's nine other lads doing a 150 mile bike ride uh, where they venture out. I think the uh, end up going furthest out is around Wrexham that way and then back in, so... Yes. Is it Scott Scott Mills from our place? He's yeah. one of our yeah. members He's doing the bike ride, isn't he? Yeah, uh, that's led kind of by his brother, uh, Steve. Steve, uh, our old schoolmate, Steve. Yeah, and then, uh, so yeah, it's, it's three really big challenges that uh, we wanted to kind of uh, push the boat out this year. It's something that we've done the past uh, three to four years where we've tried to kind of set ourselves a challenge each year and raise as much money and awareness as we can for the charity. So yeah, things are really building towards the event now as it's only like a week away. Good stuff, mate. Tell, can you tell us about your charities you're donating to? Yeah, so the Jamie Oryx Trust is a, a local mental health charity. Um, sadly, Jamie was uh, uh, took his own life around seven years ago, eight years ago now. Um, you know, and he was one of our close friends. Uh, so, yeah, the, the charity was set up uh, by his family and uh, close, close relatives, uh, and, you know, it's, it's grown from strength to strength over these past few years. Uh, it started off as kind of a supporting charity for other big mental health charities. And now they do a lot of work independently within the community and sports clubs and things like that around mental health and children's mental health. So, yeah, they're doing a fantastic job and it's, it's just a real pleasure to help support them. Yeah, it's great to see. And um, you lads have done an amazing job building that up. Brilliant stuff. So, mate, how's it been a uh, training for this 24-hour challenge? Because it sounds... Hanging, yeah, so uh, kind of the first initial part. I didn't want to get on the tire too quick um, because it kind of even now it's it's coming monotonous, putting in the hours, just doing the same thing over and over. So kind of kind of wintered the body, so to speak. So lots of posterior chain work, hamstring work, you know, kind of the muscles and movements that I would be using, so to speak, uh, whilst building up endurance as well. For obviously, it's a twenty-four hour event. So programming at the start was based really around that, uh, which I really enjoyed, to be, to be honest. So a lot of strength work, uh, a lot of strength-based circuit work. Um, Is it just to make the, just getting really strong, so the actual lift, one actual rep felt easy? Yeah, so like, so now yesterday I did two hours on the tyre and it was literally, you know, it's, without being too confident, it was a walk in the park. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, it's class, mate. Yeah, so uh, just coming in now nice and slow to the event, um, ready hopefully for one last big push on the day. Yeah. Do you think this is the hardest one you'll have done? Yes, definitely. 
Uh, I mean, yeah. you did the wall climb, didn't you? Yeah, I did the wall climb three years ago. So that was a 24 hour wall climb, which uh, weird, so to speak. So I speak about this quite a lot. So at the time, I was kind of going through a lot of troubles um, personally at that time and on the day. I think them troubles kind of pushed me through it. So um, it was kind of like people are in a worse situation than what I could be in. And I think that kind of me at the time personified like, you know, what it's like to build a stronger mind and how you can use these things kind of to push you on to stronger things rather than, you know, trying not let, to let them get on top of you and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was... That was really good. I enjoyed that. And we put on a good day for the community. And then the year, following year, we did the Chester Marathon as a, a team, which for me, a 105 kilo and six foot three is not ideal <laughs> running a marathon. Uh, but, you know, we got it done. Um, it's the most horrific thing I've ever done. And I'll probably never run one again. Uh, but then obviously this year, we wanted to set the bar even higher. So, uh, that's something we want to do as a group is show that, you know, we, we are just a bunch of normal lads, but, you know, we want to show you and prove to people that, you know, how far everybody can push themselves, you know, with a little bit of uh, accountability. Yeah. Yeah. I think like you've given yourself a goal. You've given yourself a, a really, really high target and you're all pushing, even though you're doing different things, like you're flipping that on your own. You know, the lads are on the bike, the other lads are running. You're all, I'm sure you're all talking to each other. And then yeah. you each other, um, and you have that sort of strength in a community, don't you? Where you just keep pushing through. Because I bet, like one one day, some of the lads will message and say, "I can't be asked today, boys." Yeah, of course. Well, kind of what I did because obviously the the um, tire flips on my own. One of my clients, who's you know, he's he's he just gives hundred percent, and uh, I knew he'd like he'd, he'd thrive at the chance of helping me as well. So I kind of said, last twelve weeks, would you mind jumping on board? But I've not seen him for two weeks. I think I've broken him now, but <laughs> um, he's been such a massive help, um, you know, and just on the back of that as well, uh, he's obviously helped me a, a lot. Uh, the results he's got as well from obviously uh, the coaching around um, helping me out with the event uh, is phenomenal as well. I think he's dropped around like 58 pounds in a year. So Wow, mate, that's insane. So yeah, he's done really well. That's insane. What's that like, four stone? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, mate. You had him doing a lot of tire flips then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant stuff, mate. Yeah, and, and that's it. You've given you what you've done there is you've created a little environment, where, you know, yeah. just you've both leveled up because of it. Yeah, 100%, mate. And that's like you said, like from um, like my coaching ethos is strong mind, strong body, uh, and, you know, boundless energy. That's what we want to create everyday life, not just, you know, when we feel like it or when motivation is high. We yeah, we've to- had this chat before, mate, that motivation is fleeting, isn't it? It's never there. It's never a constant. Yeah, it's, it, and, you know, people rely on it too much and that's probably why we find the situation that we're in now. So Yeah, it's like when people start a sentence with, I feel. Yeah. And you immediately know that they're like, it's not, that's not a disciplined sentence, is it? It's no. not, it doesn't come from a place of discipline. Definitely not. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, still got to flip the tire. Yeah, 100%, mate. Like like yesterday, there was no way I felt like turning up and flipping it for two hours. But, you know, it was headphones in, head down, get it done. And it's yeah. just another day ticked off. Uh, I felt miles better for doing it than I would have if I'd have, you know, fucked it off and then just come home and sat on the couch. 
Did you count how many reps you did in the two hours? Yeah, so yesterday I did 612 reps. Jesus uh, oh yeah. Christ. But that was, you know, pretty quick. I won't be going at that pace on the day. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the, the the wall climb event is like a bit a big thing because with these 24-hour events, just being awake for 24 hours and there for 24 hours is the yeah. most demanding, one of the most demanding aspects of it. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, remember on the wall climb, I think it was around 2, 2.30 in the morning to like 5. I could literally just lay down and fell asleep where I was. Um, but then obviously you push through that and then 5 o'clock, sun started to come up. And JP turned up and gave me a bit of a massage and then I was all right then. <laughs> Class, mate. What, um, what time are you doing it from on, uh, next Saturday? So it's going to be start at 8 a.m. and then I'll finish at 8 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not too hot in the day, mate. Yeah. It's been getting a bit warm, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Yeah. Where are you doing it? So the initial plan is um, there's a little bit of a community day, community day down at Earlham FC. Um, so obviously now with some of the restrictions being removed, we've got um, a couple of inflatables there for the kids. Uh, they've got outdoor seating with the bar open. We've got a big raffle on that lots of local businesses have donated to. Uh, there'll be a smaller tire next to me if anyone wants to come down and have a go at flipping the tire just to kind of get a feel of what what the um, the task is at hand and how hard it is actually going to be. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously the runners and the cyclists, they're going to start and finish at Earlham as well. My plan is around 8 o'clock in the evening uh, is to move then to my gym and finish off at my gym. So I think the plan at the minute is for me to flip from Earlham FC to where my gym's situated. So uh, that should be good. People seeing down the road, giving us plenty of beeps and stuff like that. So That would be amazing, yeah. That would be really cool, mate. Yeah, and then we kind of finish off in the gym then at 8am in the morning, so. Yeah, class, mate. That sounds uh, really cool. Really, really cool. Um, yeah, what, what time are the lads starting with the run and the uh, the bike? Cyclists are going out at 6am and they're probably predicting around a 10, 11 hour ride um, to finish theirs. And then the runners are going out at 9am and they're predicting around a five hour mark, I think. Uh, maybe just a little bit more, five, five and a half hours. Are they all going to stick together on the run? Yeah, they all want to finish together. So um, Got some good runners there, haven't you? Um, Dan, is Dan Prescott running? Dan's running, Gaz is running. Um, the I mean, Dan Prescott running all the time. When I go back to my mum's. Yeah, he can't he see him running all the time. Well, we've got uh, Alex as well. Alex is like, he did the Chester Marathon with us and he was just over three hours, like three hours, 10 minutes. I mean, he's That's really legit, that, mate. Yeah, he's good. Um, so, yeah, it sh should be a really good day. And, uh, you know, if, if anybody's listening who can, wants to come down and show the support, it'd be great to see you. Yeah, I, we'll, stick, um, we'll stick all the links on this, mate. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, get, get, uh, get all the links to the donation page. Um, live and, and on Facebook now um, Wicked so getting back into the gym yep have you seen um, your clients eager to start training again yes 100% so um, I have a pretty core base of clients who's been with me since, since the start now and they've just been itching to get back and um, so, yeah, it was really nice that uh, Monday morning opening up that shutter and seeing them all waiting to come in. So, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, I think that that, that says a lot of that, that um, there's no 
there's no hesitancy to get back in or there's no like, oh, I can't be asked yeah, because definitely, you've yeah. taught your guys how important it is to be healthy and strong. Of course, yeah. Um, like I said, that, uh, the, the principle of my coaching is based around that uh, everyday life. And, you know, you've got us, you're not always, like when we talked about motivation, like it's not always going to be there. You're not always going to want to do things. But if you can build that discipline around strong daily habits, you know, you're going to win more battles than you lose. So, Yeah. And it, mate, it's, we've said this before, we've texted over this, like, mm-hmm. it's so important to be healthy. And, and you've, the way you worded this, I really like, take some personal responsibility for your health. Uh, and I think, like, obviously what's happened over the past year has shown a complete lack of personal responsibility from a lot of people and highlighted how aligned we are with, like, a societal norm. Um, so, you know, there's no getting away from the fact that we're an overweight nation. The majority of people hate the Monday to Friday, uh, nine to five life. Uh, they live for the weekend. Um, you know, some people just even struggle to get out of bed um, to go and do that uh, nine to five. But, you know, just, they don't kind of take action to change that. And, uh, you know, I want, me as a coach, is I want to make people feel the best they can feel. 99% of the time um, and I think addressing them issues and taking action on them is what people lack that responsibility of doing you know they're happy to sit there and moan about them and make excuses but you know they'll never take action yeah yeah and it, it, it's difficult to get people to see isn't it because when you do live for the weekend you get the relief of the yeah. weekend of course and you know they're trying to get people to take ownership and see that what they're doing on a weekend is nothing more than a coping mechanism for the shit life Monday to Friday. Um, You know, that's kind of a big breaking point for me uh, in, in kind of the way I coach. Yeah. Well, we did this with our own lives though. So it's, yes. Yes. From that point of view where we're like, we've got steady jobs, like pretty good jobs. I remember we both, we were both doing all right at the time. Yeah. Or obviously dying inside because we hated what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, we knew what we wanted to do, which I think is really, really important and difficult thing to find. Um, and so for us, it, it wasn't easy. We talked like it was sometimes. I do, but yeah. it was a, it was it was a tough decision because you know both got young children, and it's like yeah. a tough thing to do. Um, but it's but we we were just made it happen. Um, yeah, I think one of the big things for me was what what was the worst thing that could happen was it failed and I had to go back to that. Um, but we've said that you... we said that like what's gonna happen mate like if you if you if it's three months down the line and you've got no clients and you're doing shit yeah go back to doing what you're doing before yeah. i couldn't because i didn't do an i didn't work a notice period i just had it <laughs> i was like fuck it this is it i always remember saying to my boss um you know we like we left on good terms and all that. I, I didn't dislike um working it just wasn't what i wanted to do um and we left on God's terms and he said, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back. And I remember saying to him, you'll need me before I need you. And then it was only uh, 18 months ago he came to me for a bit of personal training. So Brilliant. Cool, yeah. That's really nice, mate. That's a really nice moment. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. S- staying positive, mate. Like, how do we get, like, we know it, we know pretty much everyone around our area it's not a big place is it caddies and Nurlem. it's not a large place we know we know all the faces you go into tesco you know the faces yeah. how do we get this message out that they need to take a, a, some personal responsibility for the health 
Like, and I don't mean this in a negative way, like you're not healthy, so you you know you're shit. I've just been like, it, this this needs to be a bit more important to people than it currently is. I feel, yeah, and, and I think again, you hit the nail on there at the start. There's, there's a complete lack of education uh, on what people are open to. So, you know, uh, on the grand basis of things, like uh, people that are promoting this health, uh, they've got a really small um, kind of um, kind of um, sorry, like a, a audience, kind of small audience. Yeah, like an advertisement, like the, the yeah. marketing to not a big group of people, just your fa- your friends on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and then I think as well, like creating that impact, like I said at the start. So if you can impact one person, you can kind of impact some other members of their family and then kind of word passes around. So the way I look at it is, you know, when I first started, I think I had something like eight clients and now I've got, around 50 members in the gym plus uh, online clients and um, personal tra- personal training clients as well. So, mm. you know, the message is getting out there, but, um, you know, it's a slow and steady process. Yeah, yeah. And it's about being effective as well, isn't it? Like if you, if you had 400 people knocking on your door, mate, it would be hard to serve them with like a quality experience, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. Mm. And that, like when we look at the fitness industry as a whole, there's still a lot of shit out there. Uh, that gets a lot more traction than what the stuff that deserves to get the traction. Mate, those Zumba classes are busy. Yeah. Earlham Leisure Centre. Jumping up and down on the step. <laughs> I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah, of course. It makes you more health conscious and it's probably a, a fun experience, which is great. And, and like, you know, if you want to cycle, if you want to run, if you want to lift weights, if you want to do yoga, great. I, don't, I really don't care what you do. Yeah. Um, it's just that, you know, you should be doing, should, should be doing something or, you know, you should really think about doing something. Of course, yeah. And sometimes I think as well, um, sometimes people may be a bit conscious of asking for advice and stuff, but I think like a really good coach will give you his time regardless. So I'm, I'm more than happy at any time to answer a question that people have or if anyone has a, a little query about things or what, just basically my point of view on things I'll happily give that I'll give it from a point of view where you know that that's how I've developed as a coach that's where I've got the information from there is other ways to do it I'm not saying like there's one way to do it um you know there's there's thousands of ways to do it um it's just what's right for the person yeah exactly like it's completely independent thing yeah absolutely you you will find you will find someone um you will find someone that suits you. You know, I'm not saying that I suit certain people or everyone should come to me. You know, as an industry, we should be doing everything as a whole to bring everyone together and make a healthier community. Mm. I always think about it. It's like scope of practice and your skill set. So like, um, you know, if there's someone who I knew, like, for example, the members at the gym, I've probably sent 40, 50 people to, to John Prescott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who's an osteopath, physio, you know, decades of experience, you won't mind me saying. Um, you know, he's worked with Great British Judo. Um, he's, he's fantastic. So, but he's the work that people need, need have asked me for or whatever, have asked me about. It's not within my scope of practice. It's not what my skill set is. So I've sent him to John or, you know, one of the other trainers here who I feel would suit them better. Yeah, 100%. As you're thinking about not just making money for yourself or helping people yourself. If somebody can do it better, it's always good just to 
you know, pass them along. Yeah, and I think like a good thing is as well, like, so you understand that because you've had coaches as well. So I think a big thing as being a personal trainer or a coach is you never need to stop learning ever. So we get the typical uh, six-week course, PT course, and then people just think, right, that's it then. You should complete it. Yeah, like literally, if you've been a coach for two years, go and get somebody as your coach who's been a coach for six, seven, eight years or, you know, even longer and been in the industry and look at the work they're doing. Does it relate to you? What, what, what are your weak points rather than your strong points and go and build them up uh, and then kind of build your own little platform and uh, work out from there? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you get to the point where you think I've learned all I need to know, then you need to like step yeah. back and have a bit of a word with yourself because there's something else. Like there's something else. And even if like you feel like you've maxed some, some things out, like just go and add another string to your bow, go and make yourself vulnerable or like, you know, I think if you're the, it's what that's cheesy, like saying if you're the smartest person in the room, get a new room. Like, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it, that's the only way to grow, mate. Definitely, 100%. And I think as well, you know, it is a fearful thing. I remember going to my first ever seminar years ago um, and I was in the room and I, I'm still like in contact with a few people in there now. And, you know, kind of from the same ethos again of stepping out of your comfort zone and learning, watching how they've grown as well over the past four or five years since I first saw them is, you know, it's credit to stepping out of that comfort zone and building your own knowledge over that time. Yeah. I feel like when you, when you go to something like that, like my um, CrossFit level two, I went to Madrid to do it. Fuck knows why I just wanted to get away. Um, <laughs> probably better than doing it in like Manchester or something. Um, and you just got tore apart. So it was like, you're in a group of eight people. You've got to teach them a movement. And then there's the guy who's running the seminar or one of the people on the seminar staff. And you teach a movement and then you get ripped apart. Mm-hmm. You've, you needed to do this, 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 this better. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, right, well, you have to fail because it's just a great learning tool to, yeah. you know, to fail, take criticism, learn from it and be better. Yeah, I, I remember going to like a biomechanics course and that was probably at the time one of the weakest things. It probably still is now one of my weakest things, but I remember sitting there and thinking, fuck me, I need to like really push myself on this to get to know this. But then like little things just click then after it. And then I went to a, another seminar in Manchester that was kind of interlinked to nutrition and biomechanics as well. And like things just started to click then and then, you kind of find yourself speaking up when you're at these seminars and answering questions or putting your case studies across and people helping you out. And then that's kind of where you start to grow. Whereas the first seminar, I literally probably just sat there silent for the four hours that I was there and was just like wrote a load of notes and was like, what the fuck does this mean? Yeah. It just all sounds like a different language, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It's it. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's been good to see you, your, your growth as a coach, mate. Like, cause you've been, always been so active with improving yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's inspiring and it's always like a kick up my ass as well to like you need to be back on something now like this year's been mental and it's mm-hmm. been um, it's been so hard to get your head on the game with like back getting back into education as a coach because even though you feel like you might have free time you just yeah, yeah. lost lost the sort of like uh, the attention span for that sort of thing because the world's so a bit stressful at the minute yeah of course yeah. to deal with um, yeah it's it's mad, but you know we're open now. 
Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll be open for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And we can we can all, we can both help people get cool. to where they want to be. Exactly, mate. And that's the main aim of the game. Hundred percent. But yeah, mate, um we're definitely gonna have you on again. I'm yeah. gonna uh I'm definitely gonna head over on the first, mate, and come and cheer you on for a bit with yeah, the family. Thanks, um, but we will stick the donation um, links on here. So please, guys, anything you can spare, it's a fantastic charity um, run by a really, really lovely group of lads. Um, I've known them all my life, the top lads. Um, yeah, it's for a great cause. But, mate, thanks very much for coming on. It's been mint. We'll do it again. Thank you for asking me on, mate. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure, mate. And I'll, uh, I'll definitely see you next week. Definitely, mate. See you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon.